Hello and welcome to the Video Gamer UK podcast. My name is Matt Lees and I'm joined by Steve Burns. Hello. Matt Nellis. Hello, hello. And Tom Ori. Hello. How are you all today, gents? Very good. I'm so, so extremely excited. Tired. It is quite an exciting day. It's, it's basically PlayStation 4 day today. Because obviously, is. if you want... Allegedly. Listen, allegedly. Mm. Well, yeah, precisely. Mm. It's, it's kind of like the world's worst kept mm. secret. Even though actually I am quite surprised. This podcast is being recorded on the morning uh, of the day when they're announcing it. So it should be up actually. If you're listening to this before the announcement, then you are a keen bean. Uh, but if you want to listen to us talking about what's actually happened tonight in the future, then we are actually recording another podcast tomorrow, a PlayStation 4 announcement special. We're going to have a satellite link up with our man on the ground. Yeah, David hopefully. Scammon. He didn't seem very confident about his ability to, to do anything based like that. No. But um, no. you never know. It might happen. Who knows? I actually think Dave's going to turn up He's just going to be asleep all the time over there and come back. He might as well not bother to go. Yeah. It's quite possible. Because he's flying out this morning. Yeah. He's, he's probably on the plane. He is on the plane. He's on I the plane yeah. now, yeah. Well, I hope he's on the plane mm. now. And then, basically, he gets there and then he goes to the conference, yeah. essentially. And then he has to come back. And then he comes back. So he'll probably be he's quite have, like, exhausted. No yeah. But I must admit, I am really impressed that we are in the morning. We're 12 hours away from, apparently, the announcement of the PlayStation 4. Mm-hmm. And we haven't seen it leaked. Yeah, I think that's pretty amazing. If they are actually announcing something, because it may be that the reason it hasn't leaked is because they're just going to go PS4. <laughs> we'll we'll talk at E3. Yeah, yeah that'd be amazing. Yeah. I'd love that if they've flown like hundreds of people all it's around the world. Twelve hundred people there or something. Really? Yeah, I read. really. That's like the best and the brightest than Dave. Yeah, that would be the best troll ever. It's a Vita Slim. Just a new colour. It's a new colour. It's a new colour PS2. They're bringing it back. They're doing it. They said they stopped production, but nah. Instead of backward compatibility, they're just re-releasing old consoles in new colours. That'd be good. We did the big PlayStation launch title live stream yesterday. We did. And we learned money valuable things. That... It was, it was interesting seeing the evolution of games, like the PS1 games, launch yeah. titles, literally like had almost nothing going on. There'd be like one track and then there'd be like one mechanic. And then as you went through to the PS3 era, that's when story started coming in. It kind of started with the Smuggler's Run. Mm. where it was essentially Smuggler's Run was just like a checkpoint racer yes pretty much but they had this elaborate story around it they tried to build it. stuff around it and it's like oh. completely unnecessary and then it's just an extension of that like with Resistance had unskippable cutscenes no yeah it's like I don't it did look I don't want to know this story it was quite interesting and I think a lot of my excitement for the PS4 seems <clears> to be um, about PlayStation 2 and even yesterday when we switched it on and it was me and Steve like trying to get time splits to work mm. and having this this memory of hearing this weird yeah. I'm like, I know this noise. What does it mean? It's like, and it's like I was like a sleeper agent that was suddenly like, I've been here before. <laughs> and somebody on the live stream quite kindly pointed out that it meant the disc wasn't reading properly. Yeah. I was like, yes, that That's used to happen all the time, yeah. especially when your PS2 got a bit old. Do you want to hear, do you want to know something funny? Not really funny. <laughs> okay, go for it. <laughs> I never owned a PS2. Why I really? You were the, must be the only person in the Pretty world. much. I never, ever owned it. I was going to say yesterday, which would have been more fitting, but I didn't because I was embarrassed. Mm. But no, I'm getting it off my chest now. Never well, owned a PS2. I mean, I was sitting there playing PS1 games for most of the morning yesterday, mm. and I'd never played them. Like, Wipeout is a pain in the arse. Wipeout <laughs> is mm-hmm. hard. It's really hard. Yeah. I we mean, can soundtrack, though. I'm quite, I'm quite decent at racing games, mm. and I couldn't get past the first level. It is and I tried, tough. like, four times. Yeah, it's, it's a tough game to play. Um, PS1 games in general are quite tough to play. Yeah. Because they're really twitchy. Yeah. 
they obviously they I didn't. Don't know, it's just all D-pad games back then, anyway. But yeah, I don't think physics were invented. And Ridge Racer. Physics. What Ridge. the hell was that about? Oh, yeah. uh, what? Ridge Racer still. Ridge Racer still, still alright now. Yeah, it's alright. It was actually it was quite enjoyable, mm. but it was like. There's only one track. Yeah, but that was the arcade game in your home. Mm, mm, I know. Exactly. So all that mattered was that that was an arcade game that you could go and play in the arcade or Ooh, play yeah. it in your home. Yes. But that's what I found like quite interesting about looking back. And obviously, launch titles aren't massively indicative of the whole pitch for the consoles. Mm. But you look at the PlayStation 1 and it was just really felt like just graphics and sound were like, wow, look, aesthetics. Mm. And that was what they were selling it on. And then kind of similar with the PS3 almost. It was like resistance and all these things it's like f1 it's like wow graphics again mm-hmm. and yet the games maybe they got a bit overcomplicated and really hadn't evolved that much and maybe weren't that great whereas like uh, some of the other ps2 stuff was really ropey yeah but it did remind me like time splitters like you had a lot wrong with it like the fact that the single player had no story whatsoever <laughs> it's literally just like run into a level find an item run out i quite like i quite like that because it's just solid mechanics and fun gameplay and it's like right no we're not going to pay some writer yeah. a ton of money to write a stupid story that no one cares about whereas Rockstar did that with Smuggler's Run it's like I don't care about this it's a checkpoint racer if, if the racing's good just let me race I don't care if I'm a smuggler or whatever Time Splitters 2 well Time Splitters just the original like it's so much fun mm. we just it was amazing that we went from being like this trudging PlayStation 1 playing these games and I don't really enjoy them that much if I'm being honest um, to me and Steve sitting down and going into head to head on Time Splitters yeah. and immediately finding ourselves both increasingly that thing of sitting closer to the edge of the sofa like every time yeah. you die mm. you kind of go okay and you, you get yourself comfortable and you move closer yeah, yeah. to the screen mm. and so we're both on the edge of the sofa it was funny because um, I was at my desk and I kind of had it on my second monitor just kind of keeping an Ooh, eye on the screen look at me I've got a second monitor <laughs> where's my second monitor you don't, you don't need, need one what, yeah. why not you've just what, got words. Would you, what would you use a second monitor for to watch video no <laughs> yeah no you're what, supposed no, to be writing words today I was, I was doing some research sorry massive tangent here you uh-huh. can cut this if no, you want no that's fine but today I was watching a video yeah on YouTube and research and I was writing notes and I was on Skype to some freelancers you've got I need I need more you know you've got a printer because what you do when you're reading things you print things off and read them I do on paper I can't print off a video that's how you should do it I can't print off a video the screen tricks you what the screen honestly (laughs) what are you talking about when when you're reading stuff on screen (laughs) yeah it's it tricks you. The words stay the same, though. <laughs> no, but it's just it's the way that you read it. And also, okay. it's far easier to essentially red pen stuff when you're actually using a pen rather than the Microsoft Words You should get... Thing. You, should you know get, what I mean. Like a That's fancy a monitor that, yeah. that you can actually write like write on. Exactly. And then you can like, wipe that it off. That could be the second monitor. Huh? Yeah, maybe we could get a big, a big massive screen that we can yeah. put the articles up on the screen we yeah. can all share one screen I mean, wonderful <laughs> there we, go. we can right. like flick them. we can have iPads mm. sync them and flick yes. our individual work onto, onto a huge the screen. screen Yeah, good idea it's like on 24 they the can send office. it to my screen <laughs> yes we can do it and then just but it's yeah. got to be like the motion swipe yeah. can we just hire Jack Bauer yeah. Yeah. is that the, cool. not the we best we got budget conclusion? for that Tom uh Oh, I'll look into it. Okay, we'll look cool, into cool. it. Cool. Right, so, so sorry, what, what were you saying? <laughs> I can't remember now. <laughs> Time Split is awesome. Time I, Split I think is awesome. I think the problem is you can't go back to that now because what I loved about that was we just immediately, it helped that we both played it, but really it's like there are only about five or six different weapons and auto-aim was just a standard thing. So if you wanted to snipe people from really far, you could, mm. but generally it's just like point <clears> towards <throat> someone and hammer the trigger button yeah, yeah. and hope that they die before mm-hmm. you die. Yeah. And that simplicity... It's kind of gone, and I'm not sure it can ever come back for shooters mm. because now we've got so much with the the twin sticks and the kind of 
aiming down the sights and shooting and COD reactions and stuff. And that's really cool. I love that stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's become such an essential part of online shooters that I kind of feel like if anyone tried to bring out a shooter with that ridiculous sticky, sticky auto-aim of just yeah. like point yourself towards them and fire, yeah. then it would be snubbed. And it's a shame because actually it's way more enjoyable sometimes. Like, I, I really they loved are, it. They are. I mean, iOS is getting quite a few games are kind of like that. They, they do away with like full aiming and it's more just line of sight, mm. like Doom style. And I guess that's to do, more to do, with, do with the, the limitations yeah, of exactly. the controls, but it could bring back those type of games. Mm. There's too much feature creep, though, isn't mm. there, for all that to come back. Everyone, yeah. I, although I enjoy Call of Duty, I really don't like aiming down the sight. It's because the gun just obscures so much of your vision. I just would prefer to hip fire yeah. all the time. Yeah, um, I've noticed. I noticed that. But you know, it's, you, thing now that, it's XP and unlocks and ranking and all this other stuff and COD Elite and all that, and everyone will be like, "Oh, but this is a game just about shooting people and not some." weird you know kind of mm. rpg fps like well, yeah but that's I'm, what the game's about shooting people yeah well, i've been playing a lot of um shoot mania actually um it's an open beta now and the thing with shoot mania is that it's kind of their design ethos around it is it's just simplicity there's no power-ups there's no different weapons you're not trying to control the red armor and the uh, ammo packs <laughs> and all that it's just you have one gun you run and you shoot and that's it and it's just a really pure shooter. It reminds me of Quake 3 Rocket Arena, if you ever played that. Mm. Yeah. Amazing. It's just like, it's just fun. That's yeah. the thing. It's like, yeah. it's not trying to, the, the graphics are nice, but it's not about the graphics and it's not about, um, it's not about iron sights. There's no iron sights. Good. Um, it's just running around really fast shooting people and it's good. Is that, is that going to be free? Or is that not? No, it won't be free. Um, but it's an open beta now. I mean, I, I, I'd recommend checking out. If, yeah, if you're, check out. If you're of the generation where, you know, you played a lot of Quake 3, or if you're still playing Quake Live now, um, is yeah, worth, worth a shot. Check it out. I think, you see, I think the problem is because I was never actually good enough at stuff like Quake 3. It was a bit too twitchy and mm. all the people rocket jumping and stuff. I was just like, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I, I do kind of pine for that old school time split stuff now. Just the fact that I love, I, the thing is feature creep, yeah, admittedly, I think a lot of games have got muddied with that now almost because it's something that people forget that with the Modern Warfare the first game, it was such an amazing, innovative and perfectly kind of honed system. And it was so new, it was cool, but now everything does it without mm. thinking almost. But at the same mm. time, I love stuff like Battlefield with this slow kind of careful progression of you popping out of a window and thinking, I'm going to go over there and knowing that you get to a better strategic position in maybe a minute and you might not fight anyone on the way. Mm-hmm. And I like that. But at the same time, when we started playing that tomb level on <laughs> time splitters with like eight bots and literally the match started and within two seconds, yeah. like eight people had died. And it was just like, <laughs> it was just like you were constantly in the middle of this mental gunfight where yeah. you weren't even picking targets. You were just firing. Just shooting. And yeah. it was great. Um, but yeah. yeah. So what else have you guys? We've obviously been doing a bit of memory lane stuff, but new yeah. releases. Crisis Three is probably the most notable one this week. Crisis Steve, Three, you played quite a bit of that. I have. Uh, it's not very good. No, uh, <laughs> well, you know, I think it, it looks good. It, but perhaps it, looks... it doesn't play to its own strengths in the way it should. I think that's that's fair. When you think of the original Crisis, you kind of think of that open world, and it wasn't that open. I it, mean, had, it had fairly big open areas. To, yeah. It, yeah. And, um, but you think about being able to kind of dick around, essentially, mm-hmm. and that's what that suit is was built for, I think, was dicking around, like indulging all your predator fantasies and all of that. But in this game, it's, it's quite linear in a lot of ways. You do, you do a lot of follow the man. 
mm-hmm. and that man isn't very interesting. He's your <laughs> sidekick called Psycho, who looks exactly, exactly like Steve Ballmer, the Microsoft guy. Um, I'm still stuck on, I'm fixating on you just saying, indulging in all your predative fantasies, and I'm just imagining getting someone to dress up as Arnold Schwarzenegger right now. Well, but anyway, just, <clears throat> I just want needed to get that out okay. there. Okay, I meant, I meant turning invisible and killing men, but. Right, I'm you glad know, you clarified that. You know, I'm just, you know. Which isn't as bad. <laughs> um, no. But, so, yeah, I think when they moved to consoles, uh, Crytek, with Crisis 2, they went into New York, oh, the urban jungle. Mm-hmm. It didn't really work because it wasn't open enough. They've made the areas slightly more open in this one. There's a, a, like a whole kind of jungle theme where there's like a biodome over uh, New York. Unfortunately, yeah. Paulie Shaw's not in the movie, in the game. But, um, but yeah, it's not, it's, it's not open enough for you to use all the suit's cool, cool powers. And it's not grand enough in its, you know, in a linear way in either story or set pieces or anything interesting to make you want to plow on. So you're stuck in this weird kind of between two stools Hmm. and you're always thinking to yourself, well, I've got all these powers. I've got a kind of open area. The AI is not very good. So it's not fun to toy with them. Uh, so I might as well just put the cloak on and sneak through. Yeah. Uh, When I played the demo, I found that a little bit that. It was maybe I was just rubbish, but I found it quite hard. And I was in a, a kind of abandoned train station. It was very beautiful, but I was trying to mess around and just pick up barrels and throw them and stuff. But whenever I kept going full on mental and just jumping around trying to do crazy stuff, I just kept getting killed. And yeah. I did find mm-hmm. that it wanted me. It was clear that the game was just repeatedly going, "No, no, no! This is the bit where you sneak around and mm-hmm. you kill people quietly." And yeah. I was like, "But I want to do this." Yeah, I, I think that's absolutely correct. You can, there's the perks essentially, you can unlock new perks for your suit and you can combine them together to make play styles. I think the uh, slogan for the game was something about like adapt and survive or mm-hmm. something like that, but you never actually need to do that. Mm. You just hit, you know, R1 or RB, go cloaked and go, right. And you've got a bow and arrow now. Yeah. So, I mean, in the previous game, you could fire while cloaked only for a little while yeah. and then it would take you kind of out of the cloak. No, with a bow and arrow, like yeah, see yeah, ya, see ya. And he's like, it's not, it's not fun. And I think that Crytek, they're amazingly talented. They make amazing kind of, you know, well, they make amazing technology, but their games. I just want someone else to take that tech yeah. and just make a really good well, game. It with kind it. of feels like Crisis Games are the equivalent of concept cars. You know, yeah, it's almost absolutely. like showing off what you can do. Yeah. And especially at this stage with Crisis 3, it feels very much like I'm actually really surprised at how good it looks on mm-hmm. consoles because admittedly I've been quite down on that in the past and I've been <coughs> looking at it on PCs and kind of, <laughs> yeah, but there's no way you're going to be able to do anything like that on a mm-hmm. 360. And to be fair to them, they have. They have. It's amazing. The, the frame rate does suffer places. It does. Yeah, but, but it I, feels more like at this stage because Crytek are primarily uh, people who make engines. Mm-hmm. It feels more that they're just showing off to publishers almost and going, mm, look yeah. at what we can do mm, yeah. if you want to use our stuff. And yet at the same time, what I can't get my head around with crisis games is this is, they're so popular. Like yeah, there's so, so much shiny. interest. I, I wonder, yeah, is it just that there are actually still millions of gamers who really just want something shiny, but it seems like they do really, really well. Um, mm. And yet I've never really met anyone who's a fan of crisis. Uh, the first yeah, crisis what, I like a lot. Yeah. But then, then the aliens turn up. I mean, yeah. I mean, I didn't mind the aliens too much, but, I think part of it was, I mean, for me, it's always about, like, it was a good game, but it was also so far ahead of anything else visually. Mm. You were more interested in it because of that. Yeah. And you had to try and get your PC running really well to make it run at all. Yeah. A decent frame rate. And that 
I think people like that kind of thing. They have to tweak their PC, they have to upgrade mm-hmm. it to try and get this game, which is beating their PC, which they spent two grand on. Yeah, it's like a, it's a, like a, it's like a hobby a in itself yeah. trying to make this run well. Mm, exactly. And I well, think and they're having on consoles, I guess people are pleased that they can play it. Like it's something that they didn't think they'd be able to do, mm-hmm. but they can. And it's like it's it's almost more than the game itself. It's that you are playing this on your it's like device. a benchmark yeah. isn't yeah. it i've never understood that i'm i'm still a real sucker for it and i don't know why i do it but it's always that new pc thing of of you upgrade and i get a new pc and then i sit down and go yeah and i just load up a game that i've played that looked a bit rubbish mm-hmm. on my old pc and go wow this looks awesome yeah but then i don't really want to play it <laughs> and i just go you just want well to look at it that's that done yeah it's like you went back in the day used to fire up the do you guys remember the windows 95 cd <laughs> anyone just me i remember the windows 95 came with a cd that was like all this amazing stuff you could do like it had buddy holly's and it had weezer's buddy holly the music video for it on the cd <laughs> and we just used to put it into the machine and just watch that because nice. it was like this is a music video you wouldn't really use it for anything but you boot it up Although and just I go yeah. convince my mom to get us a pc because of that so really? <laughs> i do like well, it well played mm-hmm. i remember running the was it in the original half-life or was it half-life 2 had that benchmark oh, level yeah. thing i remember just half-life running two, i think it was a half-life 2 and basically had like it just went through different rooms that had different sort of effects. Mm. And uh, I just remember running that constantly. Like I would tweak a setting, I'd go into the NVIDIA control panel, tweak a setting there, go back into Half-Life 2, run that and be like, oh, I've got 0. 0.5 more frames <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah. I guess it's like, that's like a game in itself. It's like when you, yeah. when you run the new crisis game and you tweak your system so it works beautifully, yeah. you're like, I've won the game. Yeah. But mm. then the question is, I wonder how many people who buy crisis games then actually go and complete them? Because in my mind, like there are loads of games I've bought. I did it with Far Cry 3. To be honest, it didn't really grab me, Far uh-huh. Cry 3. I installed it on my brand new PC. Yeah. Spent about a day going, wow, mm, look at the pretty. trees in this. Yeah. And then sort of wandered off to play Dota again. Uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, I think... Um... It's funny, in Crisis 2, they, with the graphic settings on the PC, like, you didn't have all the advanced graphics options, but I really like, it's typical Crytek that the, the presets that they had didn't start at like low, normal, high. It started at, started at high. It went yeah. high, very high, ultra. <laughs> it's just like, it's just typical Crytek that that's their focus on making. Yeah a really good looking game and then what's actually in that game is just secondary they don't mm. they don't seem to well, give the monkeys i think i think they need a strong like creative force who's not completely tech driven i mean uh-huh. a, a year or so ago i read masters of doom about uh, id um software and mm-hmm. you know carmack and romero and it seemed to come across that even that there was a real kind of split. Like they were both really good at the technical stuff. Yeah. Carmack was is amazing, but Romero was always saying, "No, we need to do this in sure. a creative kind of way." Yeah. So they had that that amazing partnership, and I think when Romero left, yeah, I mean they did Quake Three, and you know two and three were good, but I just don't think I think Ida doing it these days. They've got amazing tech like Rage, but I'm just like. It just doesn't no have the yeah the spark behind it, which Romero kind mm-hmm. of brought to the table. And so, uh, if Crytek were to either license that you know tech to yeah. someone who really like creative and 
or just get someone in house to do it. Someone to say, look, you've made an amazing world. Yeah. Why am I following a bald man? <laughs> like, why am I following a guy with a British accent? Get Warren Spector involved. Yeah. You're only supposed to blow the bloody doors yeah. off oh, it's, it, with aliens. Honestly, the, the he has some awful dialogue. The story, they, they're so story focused as well. <laughs> so they're like, bad. they're like, watch this. Like, you know, there's a dedicated look button. It's like, oh, look yeah. what we did. And it's like, this is rubbish. Mm. Just give me Far Cry 3. With the nano suit. There you go. There you go, Crytek. Just do it. It's Don't like, make someone mod it for you. Because yeah, yeah. they will. It's, it's like they might, they might as well have just put Danny Dyer in it, really. Oh, they could have done. They honestly could have done. That's the worst can't thing be, you can say about... Can't be that much to license Danny. Danny Dyer is popular among certain I reckon, people. I reckon they should yeah, just give... look into that? Mm, I reckon we, they should just give Danny Dyer the rights to the Crytek <laughs> engine. <laughs> And just leave him to make something amazing. Just, just try, take your but time. It would be amazing just to see what he came up with. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would love that. Um, uh, yeah, but I'm actually. That's why I'm really excited about what EA do next gen. Um, EA are a publisher that still get a tremendous amount of hate, but I think that their heart is in the right place a lot of the time. Um, they just sometimes get things very wrong. But what I'm really looking forward to them seeing is I think Dice are a studio that are also in a yep. similar position. The fact that their tech is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like well, I've been to the studios a couple of times and just seen the thought processes they go through to how they create things. And it's like, you guys are geniuses, um, technically. But then when it comes to making stories and stuff, they're a bit rubbish. Mm-hmm. They don't really understand that flow. They're very good at making very well-balanced things. But what EA have done with Frostbite is they've clearly, you know, Dice have gone, look, we've made this awesome engine mm-hmm. that scales really well and you'll be able to use it on next-gen and PC and it's future-proof and it's awesome and it does mm-hmm. everything. Um, and I'm fascinated to see what the studios are doing with that because so many people seem to be using it. Dragon Age 3, yeah. Dragon Age the series, it gets a huge amount of hate, but I think Dragon Age 3, I'm very excited about that because they need to prove themselves. Yeah. Like they, mm, Dragon Age 1 much. was an incredible game. Dragon Age 2 was, as most fans are concerned, I've not played it myself, disastrous. Yeah. Um, and so it's a Dragon Age game. They know, they know that if Dragon Age 3 isn't incredible, mm-hmm. then it doesn't, it doesn't even need to lost be incredible. It. It I think it needs- does. I think it does. I think it just needs to be. They could basically just do the same thing they did with Dragon Age, the first one. But what's exciting about Dragon Age, I think, is that they cannot mess it up in the way that they may have messed up, like Dead Space Three, because Dead Space Three and all these things, they mm. can always just go. Listen, guys, this formula isn't working. Let's just make it a shooter. Let's just make it a fun shooter. Yeah, they can't just go Dragon Age Three. Let's just make it a shooter <laughs> oh no we can't oh, no. because it hasn't got guns yeah. what are we going to do so they have to stick well, to the Harry know. Potter didn't have guns <laughs> Harry Potter was oh yeah but it kind of did Very <laughs> that was amazing <laughs> mm. I was like are you playing Gears of War Kiddie <laughs> edition or something mm. that was terrible it was yeah, bizarre was bad. Um, I think um, yeah. I think it's going to be I think a lot of studios are not necessarily in limbo at the moment but they are waiting for the next generation I mean it's I mean, on PC, it's essentially already happening. But when you see, like, bang on about it all the time, I was embarrassed at last year's E3 when Watch Dogs was on stage and everyone was like, I was just coming to uh, coming to current consoles. He's like, that is a lie, firstly. <laughs> and the publishers, they've, I mean, this, this cycle has gone on for so long, so much longer, the mm. console cycle. They, they're like, to the platform holders, just shut up, we've got to, we've got to show something now because yeah. essentially, and in a lot of the... You know, the big guns, the CEOs are saying, we, this generation has gone far too long. We need to show our stuff. And I think a lot of people are, a lot of studios are waiting until next generation. And what the game, the games that we see at the end here are almost kind of like filler. 
Yeah. Until and mm. it, uh, this could mean really that the the launch lineup for all the consoles is going to be amazing mm. because it's just a holdover from stuff that I mean I think they so. could have been here. I think so. I've said it many times before, but I really feel like this year is just it's just clearing shop. It's just yeah. like every all the publishers going look anything we've got that doesn't look amazing mm-hmm. we can't put on next gen. Yeah. And so what do we got left over? And looking at all these projects, and that's why I think a lot of the stuff that's come out this year feels kind of maybe half finished. Lots mm-hmm. of stuff where you kind of think. There's something about this. Mm. It feels like it's not quite right, but they've just gone, screw it, get it out. Yeah. We've, we've got to get it out now because as soon as the announcements happen, then it's over. And that's why it feels like we've got this really messy, packed up schedule of releases till about May. And some of, there are going to be some gems in there. Mm. I've got some high hopes for stuff, but I think there's also a lot of really dodgy ones. Just, it's a shame though. Just stuff I think, they need to get out. I think DMC yeah. recently was, a, was mm. a gem. I think that was awesome. Um, and yeah, that seems to have done very badly. Um, mm. which it's a shame. It's a messy time. Yeah. But people, I just want it to be done with. I just want all the next gen stuff to be announced. And yeah. People can just talk about it and be like, yeah, finally. Yeah. This is the game we've been working on. This is what it looks like. Have fun with it. Yeah. It's going to be exciting. Yeah. I so, just, this is, this is sort of limbo period of waiting. And obviously, you know, we'd have that much longer to wait for the Sony side of things. But once it's all done, once it's all announced, and then people can just go, yes, finally, we can talk about (laughs) the game we've been working on. And this is what it looks like on that hardware. Yeah. And then uh, everyone will be happier. And I think games wise, actually, I think tonight's going to be interesting because Sony really know that they're, they need to kind of get some cool exclusive stuff. And Mm. they've been doing that a lot. Uh, recently, yeah. much more like Microsoft have given up with that now. They're just like, whatever. Yeah. We've got, we've got the market. We don't really need to spend the extra money on it, but you can be sure that Sony know they need to claw it back. And so I think we're going to have some, some cool stuff. Yeah. But announced. they've got the most to prove and the most, definitely. And also at the same time, the most to lose as well. If they yeah. don't pull something out. Of the oh, bag. absolutely. They've got everything to lose. Their mm-hmm. whole company could collapse. That's a very real reality. Could implode. Yeah. But, um, literally. I'm, that's why I think it's more exciting. They've got mm. more to prove, and they've got more to prove to gamers, which Microsoft maybe don't as much right now. Yeah, Microsoft seemed to be focused on, they're kind of realizing, and slowly over the years they've realized, oh, hang on, there's like a ginormous market. Ginormous, that's the word, right? There's a ginormous market that just want to watch Netflix and love film. We're going to concentrate on yeah. getting those dudes, and the gamers already know that you can play games on our system so i mean i don't want to be sound like i'm sitting on the stairs crying into my handbag but they don't need us anymore <laughs> yeah, yeah pretty much. Like, we're, we're, we're all still going to buy the next xbox and play games on that yeah they've kind of we got know us. that yeah they've got us they've got us so what else have you been playing anything new this uh, week guys? nothing nothing new um as, as listeners to the podcast will know that i have a i have a thing with mmos and that i have to play every <laughs> single mmo and even, is there a new one no, no 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 i've gone back <laughs> so there's a game that released last year called terror oh it's gone free to play it's gone free mm. to play yeah it went free to play a few weeks ago and only released thing is it released just before i joined here which was like maybe six seven months ago mm. and it's already gone free to play mm-hmm. terror is a, is it terrible i wasn't gonna use that <laughs> i was not gonna use that I'm sorry the thing with terror is that it's got really really good combat it's not uh it's not select a unit and then just press hotkeys mm-hmm. it's uh, it's almost like a third-person action game in the sense that's how it does its combat. Didn't Conan so you, try and do that? Yeah, but not as not as well as Terra does mm-hmm. it. So that's what Terra does really well. The combat is absolutely fantastic. It feels like a third-person action game. It's a little bit clunky depending on what class you are, but you actually have to actively dodge monsters' attacks, and then you have like uh, you you have a crosshair essentially, and then you have to aim your attacks, and it makes the combat really dynamic, and that's what I play the game for. But everything else surrounding it is awful. 
It is the worst generic fantasy MMO I've ever played. Yeah. It is so, so bad. It is. MMOs have got a real problem in the fact that they do try and refresh it and they do try and go, we're doing this differently. Yeah. But yet they also go, but we're still building quite heavily on the foundations of World of Warcraft because it's been proven to work. Yeah. What they forget is that those foundations were really strong, mm. but now everyone's so tired of them because someone, we've been playing them for 10 years. Someone just needs to do something either that amalgamates all the best things from MMOs. Because what happens is that each MMO that comes after each other, they all have their one thing that they do well. And like Star Wars... It has great story, great mm-hmm. single player story, but crap everything else. Mm-hmm. Terra has got great combat, but everything else is rubbish. Uh, Eve has got, Eve is a different beast entirely, but Eve has got like this living, breathing economy. It feels like a real world, but is so hard to get into that it's just so daunting for new players. Someone just needs to take everything, take all the little good bits and just stuff it in one game. And then that, that'll be the best MMO. Is that going to be Blizzard's next? MMO though mm, I'd like it to be is that just going to be World of Warcraft World, again <laughs> World of Warcraft 2 uh, I, I don't know I don't think there'll be another World of Warcraft no like, from Blizzard do you reckon that they might I love Blizzard to do the switcheroo and to do a Starcraft MMO and Warcraft 4 well they there's the, there is the Starcraft MMO fan project that came out a couple of days ago. Yeah, I saw that. But it's not they haven't it's just single player at the moment. Yeah. But they, it's kind of like showing off. I don't I don't think there was rumor that Blizzard was working on the Starcraft MMO, World of Starcraft. It's exclusive to PS4. We'll it's going to be PS4, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I think MMOs have changed fundamentally and yeah. you cannot do the same World of Warcraft. I think MMOs anymore. are kind of dead. Not in kind, like yeah. Uh, I don't think like uh, it's tough because things evolve so much that genres just change and mm. become. I think MMOs as a genre, as they exist now, yeah. have become irrelevant to the point of not existing in the near future. Because it feels like now, like that market, that that group has been split into different things now. Mm. So some aspects of it, like the kind of twitchy. Um, using different skills, working together as a team, all yeah. that stuff that the, the made raids in World, yeah. World of Warcraft amazing has now uh, kind of moved over into the kind of MOBA arena. Like yeah. Dota and um, League of Legends mm-hmm. both kind of reflect that really nicely in a contained form. Yeah. Um, but then like the, the other RPG grind elements have kind of been put into every other kind of game. Mm-hmm. So they kind of... It feels so... Yeah, you, you're getting that experience in... You're getting it in Borderlands, you're getting it Diablo 3. I mean, that's kind of like a different example. But yeah, we, we're seeing those those grindy sort of leveling up XP elements in every every single game now that it's not unique to MMOs. So they need to find something unique. They need to find the next new new unique thing. And I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Mm. And it's weird, like... EVE Online still exists as a subscription model, and it works. So I don't think you can just say it's as simple as, oh, subscription models don't work. Sure. they do. They do for some games. Yeah, yeah. Rift. Rift is doing still really well. Yeah. For some reason. I don't know why. But um, <laughs> it's still going strong. They haven't, they haven't needed to go free-to-play. EVE is still going super strong. Um, so it's not the subscription thing. It's what... I don't know. It's, it's weird. It's such a weird thing. And... I, I don't have the it answer just, to it. That's the thing, I, is it feels like there, there some that have appeared and are doing well will continue to do well for yeah. an indefinite amount of time. Like Eve is going to do well for an indefinite amount of time because yeah. it keeps evolving, like that yeah. whole Dust uh, edition. Yeah, I'm really interested to see that's what... amazing. Yeah, really interested to see how Dust uh, sort of 
gets people into the Eve universe? Because I think yeah. the Eve universe is quite strong. It's bonkers. Yeah. Like somebody was explaining to me the dust thing of being like, oh yeah, so um, you, you know, you could have, you could be employed as a mercenary to go and board an enemy ship and like take yeah. out their captain so that they can't fly into yeah, a no, big space battle. Yeah. Or like you could be employed to land on a planet and take out some anti-aircraft yeah. cannons. And then people who are playing the MMO then... You know, gain benefit yeah. from that, and so, it's like, like I mean, that stuff sounds incredible. Yeah. Like rather than playing a kind of crappy first-person shooter where mm-hmm. some stupid colonel turns up and goes, "Congratulations, shoulder, you just made it so the fleet can get through yeah. this galaxy alive." You might have just won as this war, yeah. knowing that you taking out a cannon on the surface of a planet mm-hmm. has literally just meant yeah. that an armada can pass through. And you've just helped Russia like defeat France yeah. or something like well, that's, yeah. on a scale of like thousands of people. Exactly, that's and that's mint. and that's the thing with it's the thing that MMO has always tried to do. You have the sort of NPC quest, where it's like you're the only one who can help us in this situation. Yeah, yeah. You go like, yeah, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a difference in this world. And then you see someone else. You see ten other people doing exactly the same thing. It's like, well, actually, yeah, is it kind of worthless? But if Eve can kind of make, if Eve and Dust can really make it that you as an individual doing playing a first-person shooter can affect uh, a war that's raging on in EVE Online and actually make a difference in that conflict, that will be incredible. And also, like, there's a thing with video games, especially single-player ones, of being like, you are the hero, you're the most person, mm. you're the, the <laughs> most important person in the universe. Yeah. And I think that illusion is fun sometimes, but it's not always fun. And I think what works about games like StarCraft and stuff is mm-hmm. you, you play them and you're very aware at first that you're rubbish, yeah. but then you get that sense of improvement mm-hmm. and you're like, yeah, I am going up in the world. Yeah. Imagine like a thing like, and again, I think we'll talk about Destiny in a minute because Bungie's new thing is could be very similar, mm-hmm. but imagine having a thing in Dust where like you play with your mates and you do a few jobs and you get better and you get renowned mm-hmm. until the point that, you know, you are actually being hired for good jobs. Yeah. So it's not just like, yeah, we need an army yeah. and they're employing like a hundred soldiers to go and do something. Yeah. But you actually having that sense of like, no, I am. We are really good. We're getting employed for you, like assassinations that are hard. Exactly. Like, you get notoriety and that's something you got in Eve. People would be notorious for doing certain things, either being a pirate or being a really good industrialist. And from my time that I played Eve, I played Eve for like, on and off for about two years um you know people by name and you maybe never run into them ever but you'll know their name and you'll know what alliance they're a part of you know what corporation they're part of you know what they are specialized in and you've never met them you're in a completely different part of the galaxy but that creating that kind of world if dust can kind of play on that from a first person shooter perspective like that's Something a first place shooter has never done. Yeah, it'd be amazing. Imagine that. Like, instead of being like, oh, that's that guy. He plays for this clan. He's the best Call of Duty player in the world. Yeah. To have like, you being in a fictional sci fi bar and going, oh my God, it's him. Like, yeah. you could have seeing that, Han Solo. That's and being the guy like, who sabotaged that, that facility. Yeah. It's like, you, you get he did it on his own. It was amazing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's something that mm. Eve has managed to do as an MMO that, you know, no other MMO has, has managed to do. So let's jump straight into, because we haven't got Dave the Scammel and his amazing news <laughs> cannon to mm. break down the walls with his wave of news. His hot so news his cannon. hot news cannon. <laughs> uh, so we'll just, we'll just segue straight into it, because it, it seems like they're not really telling that much about it right now, but it feels like Destiny might be kind of mm. going for a similar angle. It's yeah, pretty vague if, at the moment. Everything I heard from Destiny kind of all really reminded me of what uh, CCP are doing with Dust. Yeah. Um, Except, have you actually played Dust? 
No, it's not very good. Hopefully, Destiny will be good. I mean, it's yeah. got a pedigree that, to be fair, the people making Dust don't, don't have. have no. yeah. So, I mean, chances are this is going to be a very good game. Mm-hmm. It's just at the moment, we haven't really seen anything other lot- than like concept art and a tiny bit of in-engine stuff. Yeah. But yeah. A lot of people have kind of bitten back about uh, the reveal, mm. quote-unquote, saying that it hasn't really shown anything apart from concept art. And I can I can see where they're coming from. I agree in a lot of ways. Um, you're like, yeah, the Destiny's going to be revealed. There's nothing there, essentially. But all there is is a promise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But... Um, um, you know, maybe I'm a fool, but I, you know, I wasn't a fan of the Halo games really at all. I appreciate what they do and did, but for me, Destiny sounds very cool. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, yeah. take what they've promised and probably half it, but at the yeah. same time, I think it is cool. Like, and you're saying about Dust and Eve, if people would know you and your character, yeah, and you're like, because they called it a shared world shooter, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, just do you want to just rewind prom- actually and just explain exactly what they have promised so far, just in case people don't know. Yeah, they're promising that you'll be able to kind of roam the galaxy as well. I think the, the plot's up is that mankind has kind of um, colonized the stars uh, in the past and then been wiped out by a gigantic alien race. And, as it has happened. You know, this always happens. Yeah. You know, it's surely Typical. it's Such in the manual. Surely. Yeah. Like, and at some point, <laughs> an alien race will come and put you in. Oh, okay. oh it's actually happened. Yeah. But so at the start of, the, of Destiny, you're then kind of tentatively heading back into the into you know the you know the stars to go back to other <laughs> other planets and uh, <laughs> i somehow can't imagine this this initiative being i just imagine you as the, the, the kind of kernel behind this yeah so i mean everyone died last time but yeah we're gonna, we're gonna do it again <laughs> yeah. i mean, just don't worry about that what's so, the orb thing about our planet don't worry about wicked it. alien stuff so. if yeah. humanity uh, could just sort of go back into the stars with me that'd be nice yeah, that'd be you know you like the sequel to a horror movie yeah. it's probably going to be really so bad it's, like, it's aliens uh-huh. on a on an intergalactic scale. Oh, you know? That's a good... They should put that on the Yeah, posters. you've survived. Mm. Humanity has survived the first encounter, yeah. but now has to go back. And it says you can like jump to different planets. I think in... Uh, the emphasis seems to be on like co-op rather than competitive. Yeah. yeah. But maybe with competitive as well. But the idea of you... So it's what, kind of what we're talking about with the idea of like you teaming up with your mates uh-huh. and doing missions around mm. the galaxy. Yeah. Kind of drop in, drop out. I really like that. You can meet up with other yeah, teams yeah. and... It's got all that like get messages on your phone business yeah. as well, isn't it? Yeah, but that's, what was that's, that about? Yeah. It's, I think it's just like they're showing that wherever you are, you can interact mm. yeah. somehow. Mm. I think that's the general convergence mm. thing, which is just generally, I think, going to be a really big part yeah. of the whole next gen. But... I mean, I think that's what I mean when I say I think MMOs are dead because I think stuff like this are going to take yeah. so many things from MMOs and be yeah. really successful with it, but really won't be recognised as being MMOs. Yeah, exactly. Because everything's just kind of merged into all the genres are just merging into one now. That you don't have this is an MMO, this is a freshman shooter. You know, it's just all coming becoming one. Yeah. Destiny seems to be really going on that in that mm. vein. I don't think the cynicism here is fair, though. Actually, I think there's been a lot of cynicism and people going, "They call this a reveal, but really, they haven't shown anything." And it's like, <laughs> well, yeah, but these are what do they need to show? Now, mm. if this was CCP again saying this, yeah. then I'd be like, "Yeah, oh, come on, guys!" Yeah. Like, You've made this one is again. Bungie. Like, <laughs> what are Bungie good at? Now, Bungie are excellent at making incredibly well polished and competent shooters, mm-hmm. and they're also amazing at infrastructure. Like. I remember last year just the fact that Bungie.net got handed over to 343. And you kind of think, actually, that was a pretty monumental step in the process of Microsoft taking 
Halo completely off the hands of Bungie mm-hmm. so they could move on, yeah. get a new girlfriend, <laughs> get a new house and all that. It's like handing in the house keys. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's like picking up your stuff yeah, yeah. and like being really awkward. Oh, sorry, can I have, yeah, here you are. Yeah. You can have the flat keys back. But that's what they're good at. And I think they were such pioneers that actually they're one of the few studios in the world. Again, I'm not a massive fan of Halo series, especially the story elements. And that's why it's really cool that this is going to be online only, persistent. It seems like they're making a cool online shooter on a grand scale. And mm-hmm. They're one of the few studios in the world who can just go, hey guys, we're going to do this. And I think, fuck that. I bet they are. Yeah. <laughs> I bet they are at all. And they've got the, they're going to have the money to go. Oh, yeah, all the money. They got I imagine Activision are not going to be shy on giving them everything they need. <laughs> oh, yeah. I bet they've got a bajillion dollars to make this. Mm. Yeah, I mean, Activision need it so bad. I mean, they're, they're making more money than God on Spyro Toys at the moment. And people like Dave Scammell are to blame for that, frankly. I know. Because I think it's just a very cynical and nasty ploy. <laughs> I don't like Spyro. But... Um, at the same time, they, you know, they need to get their call back. And it, it's weird. Activision really, having already admitted that this year's Call of Duty is not going to sell as much as last year's. I've never heard them say that. <laughs> like, Activision are all about bigger and better. Every year yeah. is like bigger, better, more. For them to say, like, yeah, next year's not as much. It's like, whoa. Mm. Is that? No, different. I is think that modesty? Different factors <laughs> in play. No, I, and also, I think that's just kind of, you know, Hedging their bets, they're like, oh, if it doesn't sell as many, we told you, we forecasted it. If it yeah, sells yeah. more, hey, you know, we sometimes you're wrong. You we know. still got it. <laughs> but I think with the we were saying about the genres is really interesting because I remember when MMOs were first kind of becoming a big thing, mm-hmm. and I remember that they were a lot of them were generally just called MMO RPGs. Yep. Yeah, and now the RPG element has kind of fallen away, and mm-hmm. maybe the MMO stuff will just fall Every, away. That's the thing. Everything's an RPG now. Everything yeah. has got RPG. Elements. San Andreas role playing game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Exactly. Pretty much. You get, Call of Duty role playing game. You play a soldier ranking up. Then yeah. you become, you know, the colonel, yeah. the general, and you go, right, prestige. I've been saying <laughs> this for years. It was like when I realized, um, when I was watching my mate playing, uh, what was it called on Pro Evo? It had, um, that mode, Master Mode or whatever. What was it called Master, Master Mode? League? Master League. And I remember watching him play it and, more often than not, I'd go to bed in my uni house at about two in the morning and he'd be playing it and I'd come down for breakfast at yeah. eight in the morning and he'd still be playing it. And I'd be like, dude, you have gone to bed, right? And he'd just be like, <coughs> no. And I'd be like, fuck. But then I watched him playing it to go, why are you playing this so much? And I was like, this is an RPG. Yeah. Like, you're yeah. playing an RPG. Yeah. And I've always, I love that because before that, I know there's this long held belief that RPGs fundamentally are enjoyed by everyone. And it's the, the setting that people don't like. Like some people go, oh yeah. God, orcs and fantasy. Yeah, exactly. All the numbers, the and kind of like, pervasive yeah, yeah. leveling. But people like numbers. Make it, transpa- make it transparent, however, like, I mean, I was never into pure fant. I don't really like fantasy as a genre, mm-hmm. but give me something like in the modern day. And that's why yeah. I think Call of Duty 4 really resonated because yeah. it, when you killed someone, numbers didn't come out of the top of them. Yeah. In, Blood did. But a little, a little 50 or whatever it was back, you know, or yeah. 10 kind of went dunk. And then at the bottom, you had this progress bar creeping mm-hmm. and creeping. And it, yeah. it was, it was obvious. It was, it was right there in front of you, but it was, that was more like, kind of like a feedback sort of thing rather than thinking I've got a roll of dice to go here yeah. mm, it was yeah. you killed a man and you got points and the, you know, that guitar riff that goes off when you level up just, in COD hang on how'd it go if that if that played in in your actual life productivity would just go 
oh, you know, amazing. through the roof. Yeah, you know, little rank up, like, you know, I'd love that. You know, like, bought a know, panini. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. You know, like, hand, you know, filed your copy. Dun, 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 dun. Like, yes, that would be amazing. Like, made it onto a bus. Yeah, yeah. Made, oh, exactly. Yeah. You know, save five pounds and a two for one deal. <laughs> amazing. That's what it'll be. That's what those Google start. glasses are going to be. Like, oh. HUD coming down. Oh, that's going to be great. I'm, uh, ready, I'm ready for the future. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready for it. Oh, that's amazing. I'm so yeah. excited by that concept and it's not even... <laughs> but yeah, everyone loves RPGs and that's what I mean. Like, I think now there's this genre muddle that gets people really in a huff. Like, especially, I know I used to be one of these people, people are bang on about what true RPGs are. Mm. You know? What's, oh, it's not a true RPG. And for some people that means, oh, it's not a JRPG with a ridiculously slow start and then you go on the world map, then you meet a guy called Sid who's got an airship and it's yeah. just like... People have really different conceptions. But I, I think it's weird and fascinating that all this stuff is increasingly just seeming so irrelevant when films are so set. You've got like horror, action, mm-hmm. whereas our genres all feel like really, apart from stuff like racing games, yeah. like, it feels like so many of these genres just are going to be like in the history books hmm. in a few years. Even like first person games. What do we call these games? Like, well, Skyrim and first, like, is that a first person game or well, is it an RPG first person, or first person shooter will probably die. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, it used to, those games used to be called Doom clones, for example. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. And I just think that, yeah, there's a lot of first person games that aren't shooters. So what are they? First person games? Well, they're not. They're adventure games, mm-hmm. you know, or mm-hmm. action but then an games. adventure game is the one with Indiana Jones or exactly. Guybrush 3. <laughs> and so all of that is going to get peeled away as technology advances and all the genres kind of come together. It's really exciting in a way that I don't think movies are. Like, you know, they have not all movies and, you know, genres. There's a lot of genre like mashup. I mean, obviously, Too Fast, Too Furious is a movie where I wouldn't actually know what genre to put it in (laughs) because every time it's on, I can't stop watching it. It's great. I cannot. Like I said the other day in the office, like the the Peep Show line when Jez talks about the the hook and he says, it's so good, I literally can't turn it on. And there's something about Too Fast, Too Furious. I think it's the, the bad guy, um... The, oh, it's just everything's impactful. I'm like that colors. with Con Air. Like Con Air, whenever it's on TV, yeah. I'm like, I'm watching Con Air now. Yeah. That's what I'm doing yeah. tonight. There you go. Sorry, time and family and yeah. work commitments. Con Air's on. And everyone just goes, okay. Yeah. Everyone's happy with that. You know, because it's good. Talking of film genres, actually, I've just started, I've installed um, Netflix on my mm-hmm. PS3 and I've done the little US trick. And the classifications of film genres, the difference between what, what it's over here, just like action film. Yeah, romantic comedy. Yeah, in America, you've got suspenseful films mm. as a, as a genre. What? It's like suspenseful. <clears throat> I mean, that is probably technically a word, but is it one we should be using? Um, and then you've got like not action and adventure; it's violent action adventure. <laughs> yeah, wow. that's a genre. It's like mm. it's like, like, yeah. like Namby Pamby. What kind of action are you looking yeah. for? This <laughs> yeah, is the Princess violent, Bride. Yeah. It's really weird. But then they've got like it's it's so slanted towards like male action in the fact that on the UK one like you, you get down to some girly flicks quite quickly uh-huh. whereas in Netflix US it's like fuck that shit it's like <laughs> action violent action sci-fi and adventure adventure and action violent sci-fi action and then it's hey, like look. right at the bottom it's like romantic comedies <laughs> <laughs> fuck you <laughs> uh, it's just ridiculous people want action what can it's I say? properly like America yeah. oh, people yeah. don't have time anymore for thoughtful stuff I mean have you seen Outside recently don't go out there I am um, do not really? go outside to be honest like, I've just gone rubbish. through the, the sci-fi 
selection on Netflix US and there's like a lot of schlocky sci-fi I've never even heard of and I'm just like I am going to watch all of this <laughs> I haven't decided when or why but I'm I just going to devote a day to it I think I watched the great is a really bad sci-fi film where it's like the space dude comes down to earth and but it's during like Viking times and he actually uh, brings Outlander. an alien Outlander I watched that quite recently amazing that's right? supposed to be is that the one with Sean Connery no no it's, um, it's um, the no, guy that played Zardos. Jesus yes it was Jesus what's his name Jim Caviezel yes yes it. He's, great. He's not Jesus in this, but no, no. maybe he is. I don't know. You can then twist. <laughs> it's, it's great because he's like space dude. He's got all this technology, and he was like transporting an alien or something, yeah. and he crash lands, and then it's like during Viking times, mm. and then the alien gets loose, and then the Vikings like, oh, you, you dick, why did you do that? And he's like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna help you, and then he falls in love with like a Viking woman. Amazing. Amazing! I will watch. Yeah. I will watch so much rubbish. That sounds better than point. Prometheus. That sounds like the. That sounds like what the plot of Prometheus sounded like. It's kind of like but, Prometheus uh, plus one, but miles, miles, miles better. Yeah, because Prometheus was really good. knob, total knob. Sorry, I hate Prometheus. That's, I, I really now have a vision of the Prometheus poster just with total knob <laughs> written as the quote. I might Photoshop that. Actually, can you Photoshop that and I will print it and that will just go behind on the wall behind my desk? Yeah. Because okay. that's, that's what I need. We, I, can, I can do that. I have the power and the technology. And on that bombshell, let's have some, uh, some questions. Okay, uh, Robin Platt asks, what will be more disappointing, the PS3 itself or the inevitable praise from the diehard fans? PS, we're talking PS4. Assuming means PS4. PS4. We're not talking too fast, too furious, are we? I don't think we are. <laughs> I assume it means PS4. <laughs> okay. I think that's a negative one. I think I don't think it's going to be disappointing. I don't think it's going to be disappointing. I think it's going to be very exciting. I think it is. Is actually. that what you think? Or is that yeah, what it is. It is. I think I'm excited now. I, I think I... it's like people. I think people have got down because well because of the Wii U. Yeah. They're like down on consoles. Like this is like stuff that no one really wanted mm-hmm. and isn't really new. Yeah, but this will it will we'll see stuff that looks new. Sure, and yeah. it will be exciting. Like I think it just will be. I yeah. think at the moment because things have got so bad on consoles in terms of the the quality of the product that the, the people have fallen in love with PC again in a big way, and I'm one of those people. But I think we're still in that honeymoon period because the things are so much better on PC at the mm-hmm. moment that we've forgotten all the things about PC that are a bit rubbish. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I think when the new consoles come, we might start to remember that again. Mm-hmm. Stuff like installing a game and having a problem with your graphics or just stuff not going right. And I do like the simplicity of just being able to put something in and play it. I had to yeah. edit a uh, config file the other day God. to get it I'd, to run yeah. at a proper resolution. Yeah, yeah. You, you just think... INI files. Yeah. I can't stand that. So that's why I stopped. PCs, <laughs> like, I, they drive me mad. I mean, I did a degree in them as yeah. well. So it's kind of like... You designed I, a game. I hate them completely. But yeah. I think you have to look at... People are down on next gen. But then you look at you look at PS3 games now. Yeah. You've got like Uncharted 3 and Killzone 3. Look what they did on the PS3. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then what we're getting now is going to be so much more advanced than that. They can't not be good. They can't not be good. Yeah. Like, you just look at what they've done with seven, eight-year-old hardware and then yeah. what is going to happen. Well, mm-hmm. that's the thing, especially having that closed box of being mm-hmm. like, these are the specs. Yeah. means you actually can end up squeezing loads more out mm-hmm. of it than you can on most PCs. But like yesterday, when we're looking at the PS3 launch games, mm-hmm. looking at Resistance especially, yeah. and just how basic it looked yeah. and then compare that to yeah like the stuff we're going to get this evening yeah. when if you listen to this the PS4 announcement stuff that's just the beginning yeah, yeah. and then things mm. change a lot in people like, figure out the hardware yeah. and then eke more out of it and yeah. just, what's more in, what's more exciting tonight and this is going to sound a bit weird isn't the games it's infrastructure mm-hmm. I'm absolutely yep. convinced that there'll be some massive agreement I think 
Matt, we you talked said about Steam, Steam in the past. Yeah, oh, can you just imagine? That's our big Steam, prediction. Like Matt's uh, called it, I think. Um, you know, Steam. Well, it's not fair that I called it because well, it might not have happened. Well, if it know. does, though, I totally yeah. called it. Hey, I'm just trying to be okay. <laughs> oh, okay, I called it. Uh, <laughs> no, it's just like Steambox isn't necessarily a box; it's a platform. It's a way of life. Mm. It's a platform yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> it's an ideology, yeah. you know, and you can't kill it with bullets. I think that, um, yeah, we're going to get um, Gabe Newell's going to come out in a, like, a Jesus robe with a bigger beard than usual. Uh-huh. And Santa it's going to be like, I it's going to be like a cult. They're going to have like Kool-Aid and everyone's going to drink it and die. <laughs> oh, man. Um, well, actually, Dan Cooper asked what you're most excited about seeing on the PS4. And I think infrastructure actually is the answer to that for me, definitely. Because I, I've heard from a lot of times, a lot of developers have been very coyly saying, there's something, there's stuff that's exciting about next gen mm, yeah. that's not about the hardware, but I can't talk about yeah. it. And I really want to know what that is because I've met a lot of really intelligent, really savvy people who seem genuinely very excited about it for reasons they aren't legally allowed to explain. Okay. And I'm fascinated to see what's mm. behind Hopefully it's that not curtain. just that touch panel on the controller. It better not be. That can naff <laughs> that, off. Yeah, that would be rubbish. <laughs> this is a good one um, from Eon Gorman. Three Pokemon attacks that best describe your sex, e.g. hardened pound splash attack. <laughs> Anyone got a Pokemon attack? I'm, I'm going to go for confusion. Um, I've never played Pokemon. Neither have I. So, <laughs> no, sorry. No idea. Oh, come on. It's been a long time. Can I kind of say, Pokemon. like, Pikachu? That's all I know about Pokemon. Uh, Thundershock. Would you say that as described? Fine, yeah. Yeah, Thundershock. Run, oh. Is Runaway one? I'll go for that one. Runaway. Run uh, escape Rope. <laughs> escape Rope? <laughs> it's technically not a move, it's an item. It, escape it, Rope. It, it sounds legally very dubious, so I'll say yes. <laughs> <laughs> What about you, Matt? Uh, again, I don't, Bulbasaur? Bulbasaur That's, is a Pokemon, not a Pokemon move. Right. Don't make me come over there. Mew? Mewtwo? That's a Pokemon Mewtwo. as well. Po- Pokemon the movie? <laughs> That's a film and you know it is. I don't know. What, the Team Rocket? <sighs> um, right. Am I playing this game right? Ash? You guys are rubbish. Am I helping? <laughs> I am the only one who understands Pokemons. Um, okay, that's rubbish. Um, <laughs> We're Team Rocket brother and sister. That's a Don't question worry. that shouldn't be asked, especially if you've Googled Team Rocket without safe search off. I mean, you yeah, <laughs> wow. wow. Oh, my wow. days, man. My word. Okay. Uh, Joe Scrabbles asks, if Alien Colonial Marines was a greasy hamburger, what restaurant would it have been bought from? One of those ones that doesn't exist anymore because everyone's coming and shut them down and there's wimpy. rats. Wimpy. I say wimpy. Wimpy's a thing. There's a, wimpy. 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 There's a wimpy, wimpy Wimpy's not bad. There's a wimpy Croydon. Wimpy is still, I, I think, with delivers you. a good... I think burger. Wimpy has just got really? bad brand yeah. image. Yeah. There are times when Wimpy. you just want a burger and you just want to sit down. On a and plate. Have it, yes, on a plate yeah. with a knife and fork. Do Wimpy serve burgers talk. on plates? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're like That's a dinosaur mental. thing, aren't yeah. they? like a proper dinosaur. You sit experience. down, you give, you, they take your order? Is that right? Yeah. That is it. They take your order yeah. and now, then you get a burger. There are two things about Croydon that make me think that it may be trapped in some sort of time bubble. Mm. 70s right? time bubble. Trams. Yeah. Olders. Um, well, three things actually. Trams. But they've one, got modern trams now that are really cool. Yeah, no, yeah, actually, they, that, cool. they, they don't go into the time bubble category. Wimpy is one, though, because I've n- haven't seen a Wimpy. Mm. Mm. I used to be on in Guildford when I was growing up, but I haven't seen a Wimpy anywhere. Lime, a, lime milkshakes. What? Precisely. What? Lime milkshakes. What the hell is that about? Nice. Secondly, you've got, I noticed on Croydon High Street, you've got two clocks, one of which is pointing at 10 past 7 one of which is pointing at 20 past 11 yeah and it's like no is this a Professor Layton game is this like an unannounced rubbish <laughs> Professor Layton goes to Croydon game yeah you're not supposed to talk about the clocks the clocks yeah I do think there's some temporal desperation there's um I hope the clocks aren't marking a... some sort of horrible incident that happened where people lost their lives <laughs> at a certain time and date exactly <laughs> there, there's um there's a department store called Olders as well and you just have to walk not through anymore. that not anymore 
Oh, isn't there one anymore? Olders is dead. Do we not? <laughs> Where were you? That's isn't right. Where you when Olders died? No, it's still there now. The building is. <laughs> they haven't raised There's nothing it. inside of it. Oh, is it? Okay. It's gone. When did you send go? Me, you sent me to go there the other day, Matt. I can't, I'm glad I didn't go. You were like, just go to Olders. Like, is it? Olders is like, the surrounding is there, but the actual ah, store is Oh, there's gone. nothing in there anymore? No, only the bits in like the walkthrough areas, oh. which are like other, the other bits. When is that? <laughs> I was going to say, it's about like time. Before Christmas. Oh, right. That's this just like, how like some sort of ghost story. But I was in Alders the other day. <laughs> Matt, Alders closed down 20 years ago after that accident with the clocks. <laughs> yeah, Croydon's a weird place. Um, any other questions what we got? That's really oh. shocked me now. I don't know. Gone. Okay. It's old school. Alders, basically. Somebody it's suggested like being in the 70s. Oh, what we got? I think that's about it for the questions. I, I, did, like, I did quite like the Pokemon one, even though you guys really let us down with that. <clears throat> Hang on, I got another Pokemon. Got another Pokemon move? Yes. Um, have I said Bulbasaur yet? <laughs> Just get out. Okay, what questions have we got from the forum this week? I forgot to bring my thing. You forgot to bring your thing? Oh, my days. Well, I remember one of the questions. Uh, one of the questions was... Oh, no, actually, I'm just going to get it up on the internet machine. I came ill prepared so this week. In the meantime, though, actually, in the meantime, what we can talk about um, is the new competition for the monthly competition. Member of the month competition. Yes. So those who, who those who don't know, uh, being a member of our community on videogamer.com means you can win yourself a free game every month. Yeah, you can um, have any game you want, pretty much. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. As long as it has a value of less than £50 and is in stock or in pre-order over the next two weeks. That's the small print. That's pretty decent. Oh, well, win any game you want. Just being, but just by being part of our community. So there are three ways to win. We get three chances to win a game. Uh, the first one is a forum vote. So people in the forum vote for who they think has been awesome that month. Uh, the second way to win a game is everyone who voted in the, in the forum vote gets put into a random draw. So just by sharing the love, just by voting for someone so you who you can thought be was rubbish awesome. as a community. Yeah, member. that's like the happy feel good everyone's a winner. You can still be bad, right. but you can win something just yeah. for taking part. Yeah, exactly. And then the third way is via this competition that we're yeah. about to announce this on is the arguably, podcast. Arguably the best way to win. Because mm. if you win this one, yeah. then not only do you win any game of your choice, small print included, but also you win mild internet fame because you've been deemed to be dead good exactly mm. and, um, we, we should do this like the running man's like and our previous winners you can see them here previously on podcast uh, <laughs> previous winner was uh, Chalandi for uh, his South Park stick. stick of truth yeah I like Very that good. Stick. that was good Very that good. was uh, kind yeah. of South Park limited edition but this one yeah. we've had a number of very bad things have happened obviously we've got the economy continuing to collapse because they haven't sold the 4G network for as much as the RRP was <laughs> estimated to do we've had the funny Olympic man who's killed his wife girlfriend That's with horrific. a cricket bat yeah. allegedly. is he funny allegedly is he funny well, he's not, he's not oh, is funny now is he no, okay. no. he's not funny now no, no. apparently it was premeditated which is obviously the That's worst a kind horrific of story but amazingly this hasn't been tied to video games yeah. in any fiction I'm amazed it didn't get tied to Sega's Olympic game to 2012 <laughs> simulator which he undoubtedly would have been there was a shooting game was there oh that? yeah there was, there was yeah so they still managed to do rubbish, it. But, so yeah. we, we kind of continually are aghast at the fact that public tabloid stuff are able to tie in any old rubbish to anything. So we thought we'd have a little competition. We want the most audacious and ridiculous connection of any current news story that happens in the next couple of weeks to a video game. A video so, game. so we want like, you know, the Swedish economy collapses because of Viva Piñata. Yeah. Or like, you know, Banjo-Kazooie yeah. caught in sex triangle with dog. 
Um, you can pretty much go whatever you want. You can write the article if you want, if you want to write a little article paragraph, or you can Photoshop yeah. your own mm-hmm. newspaper. Can this be a completely fake story, or does it have to be linked in some way to a real story? It's got to be a real one, surely. It's got to be yeah. linked to a real it's one. It's got to be linked so, to a real one. It's yeah. got to be something that actually happens. I'm and looking for some snappy headlines mm. and preferably a pun. In yeah, puns, yeah. puns, we like puns. So yeah, yeah we want we want headlines with puns. Yeah. We want great combination of headline and pictures. I'm pretty sure there are excellent tools on the internet already that allow you to make mm-hmm. fake newspaper headlines. Yeah. Yeah. So get on that. Or you know, if you want to write yourself a little couple of paragraphs of the story, sure. Um, Wonderful. You can Wonderful. you can wow us yeah. and and woo us in a variety of ways. But yeah, what's the what's the cut off date for that, Matt? Uh, it will be the day before the next podcast in March I will announce on the forums keep your eye on the forums okay. um, keep an eye on the forums we've yes. got like podcast related forum threads which you can hop on and yeah. ride like Get a involved. sexy train uh, <laughs> yeah but yeah, you've got a well. You can either post it on the forum, or you can tweet it at us, or you can like post it to my house, and then I will call the yeah. police because mm-hmm. you don't know where I live. Uh, we've got some questions. We've got some other questions from the forum. Let's have a look. So Carlius says, "Where do you see Nintendo's future with regards to home consoles?" Bin, bin, <laughs> bin wow. in the bin, dead. See you. I'd, I'd love, maybe them. not. I'd love them to make games for <laughs> an Xbox or a PS3, PS4. Yeah, like they're. You want him to do a Sega, basically, then? Yeah. Didn't Pactor predict with that. that? He did predict that. But he also predicted that Red Dead Redemption wouldn't sell very well, and then it sold all the copies. Mm. The thing you've got to remember, though, is Nintendo are very smart with their money. They haven't just blown it all on <coughs> silly parties. And you don't know that. That's a good point. Iwata, right now, could just be knee-deep <laughs> in hookers and blow. <laughs> mm. I'm not saying he is. He seems a very sensible For legal gentleman. reasons, knee we're not saying that. But he could be. But he could be. Could be. <laughs> We don't have any sources to approve or deny that rumour. Um, okay, on that note, what do you think of Sony selling their assets to make a profit currently? Oh, they sold their HQ in Madison Avenue, didn't oh, they? Oh, yeah. That's or, weird. That's from R.B. Rebevanks. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Rebevanx. They're leasing it back, aren't they? So they sold it for like a billion dollars mm. or they something. They sold the building. Just yeah. the building. They sold their, their, the building. They, that sounds you, like smart business to me. I mean, if they've got cash flow problems, which they have, uh-huh. it seems, then, you know, they're pawning their assets, essentially. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, they yeah. sold it and then lease it back. Property and is a really good thing to sell. Yeah. It's a really, yeah. really sought-after area. Yeah. So. Madison Avenue is pretty mm-hmm. hot. Exactly. Yeah. It's one of those things where people buy those things as kind of trophy wives, almost, to mm-hmm. show off that their mm-hmm. company's doing so well. But then actually, when it comes to it, instead of selling off, like, actual business assets or intellectual property, mm-hmm. just getting rid of the building. Yeah. It's like, you know, buildings are well British companies do it all the time. They go, oh, should we sell our place in Canary Wharf and just go and work in Slough? It's like, it's exactly. pretty common, not the end of the world, I don't think. Um, let's have a quick gander down. What else have we got? Got time for one more, I think. Uh, and Jeezy asks, what's your favourite Anchorman quote? And do you have a song that you always sing at karaoke? I'm not going to bother with the Anchorman quote. It's a bit old, isn't it, now? Although I do like I Love Lamp, even though it's massively overrated now. It was good at the time. Mm. It was really good. Uh, many leather-bound books. Well, that escalated that quickly. That escalated quickly. That's a yeah. very good one. Mm. Milk was yeah. a bad choice, actually. Milk good. was a bad choice. Yeah. Which I have adapted to oh. lots of things. One of my favourite... Oh, Baxter, you know, I can't speak Spanish. Or, you know, whatever that one is. I just use that when I don't understand yeah. something. Or just, or just generally the Wayne in Rome stuff. That's yeah. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's bloody true. brilliant, that movie. It is amazing. You should have won Best Picture. Yeah. Nate, when did it come out? 2004? Or one in two thousand, what crash or some million dollar baby or some shit like that? Oh, oh wow, I'm so worthy. Oh, Clint crash? Eastwood directed me. Shut it. <laughs> crash was alright. That's uh, okay. Continuing movie Sorry. quote career. <laughs> Sorry, hang on. This That's is fine. this like is the the crash with like loads of different storylines. This is not the. Yeah. You're not thinking of the, not the one, sexy, the weird, not the one. Current, sexy, the weird car accident, the Cronenberg one. Yeah, yeah, that was. Because that's kind of 
What was the question? I've completely forgot. Uh, the second karaoke question. song. Yeah. Do you karaoke have a song, song that you always? I've never sing a sang a song in my life. Mandy. So, Very Mandy. Mandy. That is a tune. Have you heard the club version of that? <laughs> Banging. I yeah. always sing Disco 2000 by Pulp. Yeah. Because I can sing it and I enjoy the fact that I can sing it. Can you sing it? Yeah. I can. Yeah. The Sun Ain't Gonna I Shine can. Anymore by the Walker Brothers. Simply because that became a bit of an anthem when I was uh, oh, really? living in Bournemouth. <laughs> um, every time anything, every, every time anything went sideways, like you lost a story. Yeah. Or, you know, it could be a, like you broke up with your girlfriend or something. Someone would just on their phone play. Yeah. The sun ain't gonna shine anymore, <laughs> and so every people get chills and horrible flashbacks. So you That's know brilliant. you didn't get the promotion you wanted. Yeah. You tell someone and it's from somewhere in the office. You can just hear the opening. <laughs> in fact, it's a really horrible one, but That's it is really funny. it is funny. That's a bit of PTSD for people. <laughs> and finally, we've got a question here actually, which is a bit too big to cover this week. We will come back to this one though because it's a fascinating one. But um, Fancy Meister has asked. Why does nobody point out to publishers that review embargoes are simply wrong? Or is there a genuine reason why they are of service to gamers? Well, to be blunt, they're not really of service to gamers a lot of time, but it's a mm. very, very big and complicated issue. It's one that we, I think we could talk about, but maybe we ha- yeah. don't have time today. It's a long conversation. It's a long conversation and one for another it's day. It's a bloody good question. Though. It's we'll a we'll come bloody back good to question. We'll come back to it next massive. week. So if you want to know the answer to that, big. tune in next week. Mm. Anyway, that's the end of the Video Gamer UK podcast. Thank you very much for joining us. If you have enjoyed us and you're listening to us, why not do subscribe to us on the iTunes or something like that? Right. A review and say how brilliant. Yeah, it is. five like stars. It, and can you put star ratings? Yeah. yeah, I don't use iTunes. Do the so. five stars. I've heard that the five stars is the best choice. They were a good pop band as well. They were. They were excellent. So were Ace of Base. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> just just putting that one out there. Um, yeah, if you have enjoyed this, then do pop back to the website again tomorrow because we are doing a PS4 announce extravaganza post review release extravaganza double twice. <sighs> Next gen. I've been Matt Lees. I've been joined by Steve Burns. Hello. Matt, let's just say goodbye next time. No, I'm saying, well, why say goodbye? Okay, fine. This is a continuing discussion. I don't know why you say goodbye, I say hello. Exactly. Says, says Steve. Uh, Matt Ellis. Bye. And Tom. Oh, Mark. goodbye. Point Dexter. See you next time.